0: Greetings and salutations. I want to welcome everyone to another episode of the JW Podcast known as the Black and Bougie Experience. That's right. This is the JW Podcast known as the Black and Bougie Experience. And we are episode number 21. 21. Uh, Thanks everyone that supported episode 20, which was kind of a milestone. Not kind of, but it actually was a milestone for me. Reaching 20 episodes and... I top that off with an episode named Honor. So if you all have the opportunity and you have not checked it out, I I strongly urge you to go and check that episode out as well. But this episode um, is one that I will say that was, was birthed out of everything that we've come up to so far. It was the elevation of where I am today as a man, um, but also where this podcast is currently and and where it's going. And there was many different things that inspired this episode. Um, a good friend of mine just recently did a TED Talks that was extremely inspirational to me and it just took me back. I also, I went um, to a business conference and for the, f- I don't want to say the first time. No, I will say that. It was the first time that I actually was made aware and it was almost like I was outside of my body and I was watching the evolution of me. And I don't know if, it, if you all have watched, but there was this, there's a clip, it's floating around on, on YouTube and it's of Jay-Z. And he's talking about where he walks into a room um, 100% him. No cowering down, um, no lightness in his voice, um, just being 100% authentically him. And that happened to me um, this past week in this conference where I'm, I'm talking about diversity, equity, and inclusion and I'm being 100% me and an audience that looks nothing like me and it felt so good and it was like my confidence was like on 1,000 so when I got back and after I, I watched this TED talk then I started to I had questioned before what gave me that confidence. And then as I listened to the TED Talk, it was like a spark that just went off in my head. And I was like, I got it. So the title of this episode is called Hood Light. That's right. You heard it right. Hood Light. And I'm not talking about the lights, Um, In front of your car, Um, I'm talking about your neighborhood or your hood, um, as we call it, and the light that can come from that. So you know how I like to start things off. I love to start with the definitions, you know, because when it's in black and white, it helps to clarify things a bit. So I'm going to start with the definition of light. And really, really, I want you to really, really concentrate on this a bit. So light, the natural agent that stimulates sight and makes things visible. The natural agent, natural agent that stimulates sight and makes things visible. So we've got the light portion of hood light. And there's a reason why I I read light before I read hood. So then, we all know what a neighborhood is. But I wanted to actually take the hood part, because that's where I'm from, College Park. So what is hood in the black and white definition? And I want you to think about why we now call it hood after I read this definition. A covering for the head and neck a covering for the head and neck so let's read this together hood light hood a covering for the head and neck light the natural agent that stimulates sight and makes things visible man After I read the definitions, I'm I'm even more excited to talk about this. So a lot of times our, our living, our surroundings, our environment is what makes us who we are. And the reason I read a lot of definitions is because we sometimes we say things and we just don't understand how powerful the words are, you know, We've heard them and they just become um, normalized to use these words. But you have to be really, really clear in understanding why you're using the word you're using. So I say that to say, if my environment is what shaped me, well, what is environment? The external surroundings in which a plant or animal lives, which tends to influence its development and behavior read that one again the external surroundings in which a plant or animal lives which tends to influence its development or behavior so when we're talking about this hood this covering that is our environment it can be a very very positive place or it can be a very, very negative place if you allow it to be. So there's tons of things that happen in this, this negative space if you look at it that way. So I remember, you know, I, I grew up well, I was born, and I moved out of this place called Pool Creek. And... Pool Creek was a place, again, where you didn't know that you were, it was ghetto. You had no idea <laughs> that you were in the ghetto. You had no idea that the projects they were their projects. You just thought they was apartments, or apartments, as some people would call them. And we had these two buildings called the Rabbit Box and the Squirrel Box. And we lived in what is called the Shotgun House. And the Shotgun House, you know, where you can look through the front door and go straight look through the back door. And I had no idea it was the best place, it was the best place in the world for me. At that time. I had honeysuckles, which a lot of people don't even know what that is now, but honeysuckles where you take it and you pluck the honeysuckle and you, and you suck the juice, you suck the juice off of it. and you, know, you do it so much so that you'll get sick, but it was just sweet and floral. And I remember the clotheslines in the backyard where my, my grandmother was, because we didn't have a dryer, didn't have a washer either until later on in life. Um, and she would hang the clothes in the backyard and you just let the elements just, just dry the clothing. We had a cherry tree and where the kids would come and they would run and they would try to shake the cherry tree and then they would get the cherries off of the, off of the ground. It was right in the very front of the yard. I had no idea <laughs> how great life was at that time. But I was doing a little bit better than the people right down the street where I would walk. I would go to the candy lady's house. Um, if you don't know, this candy lady is a place in the hood where a lady sells candy. <laughs> Sometimes they sell other things, but we went to go buy candy. And it was a project. And you actually, you actually went there, and it was called the Rabbit Box and the Squirrel Box, is what it was called. And so we would just go and just enjoy ourselves. So then things got so rough, this um, crack started to become heavy. People were coming back from the war. They were on heroin and things of that nature. And so drugs started to inve- um, infest the community. So my grandmother, who actually used to clean hospitals, then she ended up cleaning houses um, and cleaned them for her entire life until she you know, um, retired. And she moved us to College Park. So College Park was what we really considered to be like the suburbs, like we made it. Like there was actually a few white people that lived on the street now we started to realize slowly that all of the white people started to move out Um, but it was like it was great and so you got to remember I come from Atlanta where I didn't know anything other than seeing black all around me which for a later time period also helped to give me my power black and bougie and so all of a sudden felt like I was in like, you know, the suburbs or, you know, we got like we got like kids, you know, we're riding like spree scooters and and things down the street, like we're just like living the life and then I went to um, the Meadows Elementary which was right down the street I got some funny stories about that and then McNair um, Middle School and then Benjamin Banneker High School and It started to change and evolve, but yet again, I did not know the bad things were necessarily bad. This was just my surroundings, um, my environment, the things that influenced my development, my behavior. And so, because you start to see some struggles and things happen, you just shake off the struggle and you figure it out. No matter what, you just figure out what needs to happen next in your life. There is no other option other than just moving forward. Like that's all that you see is I gotta figure it out. Until this day when things happen and they come and it could be a very, very stressful situation, I can be like, ah, i figure it out. It actually irritates my wife sometimes because I'd be like, yeah, we'll figure it out. And my wife's a planner. She has books on top of books on top of books of just like plans and she's marking these plans off. And then here I come, wild child spirit of like, we'll just figure it out. That was another evolution, which I'll talk about a little bit later in my environment, in my hood, which I have created right here in Orlando. And all of these things help mold and shape and make me the person that I am today so who is this person that I am today well one I'm black and bougie a black person of power that's upwardly mobile and progressive two I'm a person that's gonna figure out a way and how they used to say back in the day making a way out of no way that's what you do. You make a way out of no way where it seems like there isn't any light. (laughs) Interesting. Any light at the end of the tunnel. But that's what people would seem to want you to believe. That the situation that you're in, that you actually have no light that can come from it. Well, I'm here to tell you Regardless of whether you are living in Windermere or Buckhead or Beverly Hills or you're living in Oakland City, College Park, Decatur, Liberty City, any hoods that are out there, you have the same mental opportunities to make things happen. Now, you may not have the tangible things that you can touch like... Um, resources, money that other people have, but you still have the same mental because out of that pain comes strength. You know, I was talking the other day and, you know, a lot of us, we talk now about generational wealth. And we like to believe that generational wealth starts with the generation that can help build a foundation from for, for money and things to come and you can you can acquire true wealth you can which is property um, investments, but it's also knowledge and it's also experiences you know my father, who I did not know very well, and I've talked about this before um you know he was a he sold things and uh, <laughs> He sold things, he stole things. Um, he He was a hustler, right? And the generational wealth, it started with him. And I didn't really, really think about this until I was listening to my friend, Ray Daniels. I was listening to his Ted talk and he was talking about his father. And I've always said this about my father. I didn't know him well, but he was of me, so I knew him well. I did not know him well, but because I am from him, I knew him well. And he did things in life that weren't the best. But the one thing that he did, along with my mother, was he created me. So am I supposed to think that all things he did were wrong? And then later on down the road, I found out that I had a half sister that I did not meet until his funeral. She looks like me. She's tall like me. She's a gentle spirit. uh, Amazing individual. So I'm like, okay. So he created two winners that I know of. You know, Papa might have been a Rolling Stones. I don't know. There, 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 could, there could be more. But from, from what I know of, there is, there's myself and my sister, Army. That's her name. So he, he did some things right. He knew how to make some winners. He knew how to make people that were solid of mind, um, body and spirit, along with Obviously, the mates that, that were chosen to, to procreate. So how can this person be essentially bad? He just allowed the environment that was around to somewhat take him over. And he chose another direction. But because of the lessons in saying, I never want to be like that part of him I did a different path. So could it be that that generational wealth started with him? Because in essence that hustler spirit that he has that was passed on to me I couldn't be where I am today if it was not for him. Hood light. Then we talk about my mother, that the only thing that I can remember of my mother, um, not the only thing, but two things that stood out in my head was Penny, where she worked for years in church. Those are the two things that stand out when I, when I think. When I automatically think of my mom, I think of those two things, that she worked Every day, getting up at four o'clock in the morning, ironing her clothes the night before and then church. Three days a week, you know, going to church and her laying out her clothes and putting her slip down because people wore slips under their their clothes back then. They wore a slip and she had this opium perfume. And she had obsession. Those were her two cents. And I could remember that it would fill the living room. (laughs) Uh, Get emotional talking about it. It would fill the room. And I knew that my mother was there. And this woman that worked so hard. And made sure that I had every pair of Jordans when they came out. Had every clothing item, starter jackets, cross colors, car kanai, polo, all of it. And now I look back and I remember we couldn't really afford those things. But she did it for me. Hood light. So here I am, I'm growing up, trying to make a way out of no way, not knowing where I'm gonna go in life, still doing things that don't make sense because I've now I've got this, I got this woman that's working hard. I've got this grandmother that has provided a house. I've got my uncle Schofield that was the ultimate of what I thought a man should be. And, I'm just still doing knucklehead stuff, you know, going to (laughs) Shannon Mall and South Lake Mall and Greenbrier Mall and eventually, you know, Perimeter and Linux, essentially doing crime. I'll just call it what it was, doing, doing crime, doing things that I shouldn't have done, flipping tags and buying polos from a discounted place and taking the tags and switching them out and going and busting down credit. There was something called credit vouchers back in the day and you bust it down to get to 25 and, and then you, you collect all of this money for no reason because I had hard working mother, grandmother that was there for me. But it was this need to hustle and get out of it. So then all of a sudden you realize, because then I got banned from Southlake Mall at one point. Uh, Well, not the whole mall, but Rich's, which is now Macy's, Hoodlight. And I got to do something. I got to do something with my life. So I've already told you all the stories coming up through the hotel business, starting in housekeeping, all of those things. And if you don't know the stories, go back and listen to some of the podcasts and you'll And you'll understand where I'm coming from. But I made a way out of no way. And my environment, my environment, which tends to influence and develop my behavior, is what made me who I am today. That hustler spirit. You know, we like to define hustle as something that's negative, but hustle is just making it happen and getting it done. It's up to you if you want to take that opportunity and then make it something in the negative versus the positive. So I choose to make the positive. So along the way, I'm in a toxic first marriage. Talked about that already. Have three amazing kids from that. Deal with the cancel battle or whatever that happens there all the stuff that happens in in the middle hood light and then I meet someone that introduces me to another environment an environment that is completely different than what I'm accustomed to an environment where there's nothing but pure love that exists and I'm talking about my wife nothing but pure love she loves every part of me no doubt about it because if she didn't message she would not be here today and she introduces me and my children previous and my children now to a whole new environment so we create another hood that stimulates sight and makes things visible. And what she made visible to me was my past. You know, people like to say your past doesn't define your future future or whatever they say. Well, no, 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 your your past, regardless of what's in it, can define your, your, your future and it can make the best parts of you, even if your past looked horrible. So she's now made visible to me that I am the best version of I am. I am becoming the best version of me, including those things that were in my past. And now she introduces pure love into the situation. Someone that's holding you down completely. And that's my hood too the covering. Of my head and my neck, also my heart and my spirit. So I say all of this to say, Hoodlight. I say all of this to say that make sure that the situation that you're in, make sure that the experiences that you've gone through in life, that you make the best out of them, even if they seem like they're the worst. I remember there was points in time (laughs) that you know later on in my uh or earlier on in my adult life I was struggling man you know uh, what you see today is definitely not what it was I mean it was you know lights being cut off and trying to figure out how you're gonna make the next the next dollar and then you always wonder like and there's other people that didn't go through these things well guess what they're not me they're not me. And what built me up to walk into that room today, 100% myself, is because I'm built tough. I'm built by my hood. I'm built by my environment to be able to take whatever is thrown at me. You always say God doesn't make any mistakes. Alhamdulillah. God does not make any mistakes mistakes. We do, (laughs) but God doesn't make any mistakes. And it is up to us. If we want to take those, um, mistakes and turn them into something magnificent. So that's what I have chosen to do. That's what I have chosen to do. Hood light, make my hood, my light. I say all the time, you know, so my kids, You know they didn't grow up where i grew up from they've 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 grown up you know having things and one of the biggest joys that i can have right now is when my kids can go online and say i want or we can walk into a store and say i want and not saying that they're always going to get it because you also have to measure them and make sure that they're balanced but the fact that that's something that can now happen, and why can that happen? It's because of those people that were in my hood, negative and positive, that poured things into me, and I took those experiences and I made something of myself. You know, I, I tell I told the story, and I, I told this in the in a, in a previous podcast of. My father, when he was standing on the block, and he's smoking his, um, he's smoking cigarettes and doing whatever he's doing at the corner store. Amazing stuff always happens at the corner store. Um, actually, it might have been in front. No, it was front of it was in front of the in Pool Creek. It was the liquor store, <laughs> barbershop, and something else that was there. We were standing and standing on the block. And this man is talking to my father and he flicks that cigarette and those ashes fall on me and I get dramatic and the, the ashes drop on me and I'm like, ow, 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 and I don't even get burned. And the fear that was in this man's eyes because he thought that my father was going to do something to him. Now, I'm not saying that I'm, I appreciate and I'm excited about the fear, but he had a certain level of respect that this man saw and he was like, Oh my gosh, Jesse, I I, I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. And I told you before I was a little bit dramatic in the situation, but the lesson that I'm telling you about was that there were some experiences and there are some things that were in my father that were good. That I can take those lessons and even the ones that were a little bit on edge and the things that he did. And there's so many things that I probably don't know about my father that I don't want to know. And guess what, it doesn't matter, I don't need to know because those things didn't include me. But those moments that did include me, I appreciate. The moments that I went through with my mom, I appreciate. With my grandmother, I appreciate. Last story, there was a gentleman that we in College Park, lives across the street from me and somebody was picking on me or whatever. And I was, young. I think I was in, yeah, I was in middle school at this point, I was eighth grade. And so I went to him and I'm like, yo, I need a gun. Like I got to give it to somebody. And he was the person that could get you to, <laughs> that could get you the gun. And I'm like, I need a gun. Like, and all this time, my mom had no idea that this house across the street, they were selling drugs, they were doing whatever out of that house. And but he was one of my best friends. <laughs> and we were nothing alike in the sense of, he was actively in the crime and I was not. And I'm like, yo, I need a gun. He was like, you need a gun, huh? I'm like, yeah, I need a gun. So he pulls the gun out and he's like, so you, you ready to do what you need to do with this gun? And I'm like, yeah. I'm ready. I'm going to let him have it. And he's like, nah, this ain't for you. And I'm like, what? Like, Come on, man. Like it's, he's like, no, this, this is not for you. You got a different path. Hoodlight. Can you imagine what would have happened if I took this, this gun? Because, you know, hesitation in any accident is what causes any accident. So my hesitation and then pop could have landed me in jail for my, until now. We, we, we wouldn't be having this episode. But because we had these lane hoodla- angels, hoodlights that had enough um, knowledge or spiritual intervention at the time that says, this isn't for you. So I want you to think about, and this is gonna be your homework. I want you to think about where you grew up. Now I've told a very, and my story is not graphic, but to some of the audience, I might be like, oh my God, and some of the story audience might be like, yeah, 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 I've had worse. I want you to take whatever that is, and I want you to analyze it. And I don't I want you to think about the bad. That happened in your hood. And I want you to think about. The good. That happened in your hood. Your environment. Then I'll. I want you to kind of cross reference. And I want you to take a look. And take your. Your pencil. And I want you to draw. And you'll start to see how. Because of this bad thing. Did it lead you to this good thing. In this bad thing was this good thing birthed out of it. And trust me, I promise you, once you see this, you will appreciate where you are today. I'm not saying you're gonna appreciate the bad, but you are going to appreciate where you are today because you are standing. And even though it may look like you're not being whole, you are whole. Allahu Akbar. God is so great. And he does not make mistakes, but we do. And through those mistakes, greatness can happen. Thank you all so much for for listening to me um, pour out of my spirit, craziness, um, mind, body, and soul um, on this podcast known as Hood Light. And what I want you to do is I want you to go out and I want you to let your hood light shine. Let your hood light shine all week and appreciate where you are in the universe. Appreciate appreciate where you are. Uh, the college Park came out there for a minute. Appreciate. Appreciate where you are in your journey and know that it is just a step. And when you hear the word no this week, because the no's will come, when you're trying to get to where you need to get to one thing I love to say is no, is just a pathway to yes and you will get to the yes. And that yes will be right on time and when it was supposed to be. Thank you all so much for listening to another episode of the JW podcast known as the black and bougie experience. That's right. This is the JW podcast known as the black and bougie experience. And I look forward to speaking to you again. Be well.